Hi, I'm April Lovett. And I'm Daryl Lovett. We've been together for six years, and we have a sweet and sassy little girl, an adorable and talkative little boy, and our fur child, our dog, Lainey. <laughs> oh. That's funny, huh? Hi, I'm April Lovett. And I'm Daryl Lovett. We've been together for six years, and we have a sweet and sassy little girl, an adorable and talkative little boy, and our fur child, our dog, Lainey. That's right. We also work our nine-to-five jobs together, we teach together, and we own the Lovett Company. We do so much together, and we wanted to share some of our tips and tricks for living out our 24-7 relationship. That's right, a relationship that is all day, every day. Plus, we wanted to share with you how we managed to run our business alongside full-time jobs and still find time for kids, chores, and fun. So in this podcast, the Success in Black and White podcast, we will talk about navigating the gray in life. So get ready, get ready, get ready. We're going to be bringing to you Real Talk concepts every week as we share some of our stories, best practices, as well as talk to guests about how they found success by doing extraordinary things in their everyday lives. I'm feeling myself, feeling myself, feeling myself. Okay, Beyonce. (laughs) (laughs) We've watched Homecoming a lot of times. A lot. But I'm feeling myself. You know why? Why? Because I'm speaking daily affirmations into my life. I believe it. I know you believe it. You should. You see them every day too. Every morning. So I hung them on the mirror, right? Because we've got these affirmations and we believe in them and they're just speaking positivity into our lives. That's right. I ain't mad at you. And we are making them available for you if you want to grab your copy. That's right. We've got three pages of affirmations that we've created for you and we have one page that you can customize your own. That's right. It's very important. You should do it. It can help you level up by believing in yourself through speaking to yourself. That's right. So go get yours at successinblackandwhite.com backslash resources. That's right. Once you get the email from us after you submit yours, please be sure to check your spam and make sure that it's not hidden in any other folder. That's right. So grab your copy and you can be feeling yourself too. For free. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Success in Black and White. The podcast. We are back in the house one more again. We are back one more again. My voice is feeling stronger than ever. Ooh, yeah. Sounds stronger than ever. I know. Last time I had a little... Keith Sweat action. Yeah. But my voice is coming back. I still have a little soreness, but um, all in all, it feels good. I feel good. It sounds strong, so therefore, I'm going to bring it to you strong and live tonight. Y'all are about to get this fire for real because I got my <laughs> voice back. That is fire-tastic. Oh, they ain't ready. They not ready tonight. <laughs> I am. I feel good. My voice sounds good. That's exciting. I'm back. You know, I'm back. That's good. So. I, I like that you're rocking the... um. All of our brand. Oh, yeah. I got it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I got it on tonight. I had to flex yeah. one time. You did. Um, I don't have any the, brand on. You know, with the signature T and then the hat um, that we got. So I feel good. I look good. About to give it to the people real good. Oh, my. Ready? Yeah. Okay. What are we talking about? You want me to tell you? I guess you can. I mean, if you want me to, I, I, <laughs> you know how this normally goes when you turn it over to me. That's true. Let me talk. Okay. So what we're talking about tonight was actually um, in response to the episode we did last week, which was. It's okay. To let your guard down. To let your guard down. Right. So talking about vulnerability and we got in. Excuse me. Yeah, I right? said I was better. Yeah. I took a Woo. swig of this drink in his cup right here. It looked clear like it was water. Oh, that that's not water. Oh, I know it's not oh, water now. Okay. I just took too big of a swig. I mean, it's 930 at night. I, hey, I just didn't know if we were just going to rock with the water hey. in the dual cup and just for us to know. Hey. But I took a swig of it because it looks clear. Oh, it's not. Oh, I know it's not water now. Yeah, it's not. I'm going to have to sip this. Yeah, please don't gulp that. I knew you didn't hear me. I had to clear it out my throat. It went down and I was just like, ooh, 
that didn't go down as smooth as water. That had a little sting to it. Ooh. <clears throat> okay, well, let's get back on track. Why so, do you always say that? We always on track. This is our podcast. Um, I mean, we... So, all right, let me do this since I'm already off track since based off what you just said. Bring the fire, baby. Oh, this ain't about to be fire. I guess it is. This is about to be appreciation. So, oh. you are getting ready to explain how we came up with this topic that we have tonight. Yeah. We completely had something different we were not going with this one originally and we had planned for it and we had everything set up and um we had some feedback from the most previous episode and we appreciate everybody that shows us support that listens that gives us feedback that engages with us or should i say engage with april my people don't engage with me and i don't know why and then even my people engage with April and they don't engage with me. And I'm like, wait a minute. But you know what? It's all good. It's not about my people or your people. It's about our people because we're doing this together. Yeah, they are people. So I'm cool with that. But good. we appreciate y'all. We appreciate all the listeners. She's trying to rush me along. I'm appreciating the people. I see you kind of giving me the nod. Like, no, I am agreeing. I know you. Okay, all right. I'm agreeing. That's one of those aggressive agrees. Like, <laughs> all right, come on. Appreciate the people so we can move on. But no, seriously, though, um, we thank everybody that listens. If this is your first time listening, we thank you for taking a chance on us and listening because we feel like we're doing something productive and we feel like we're doing something meaningful. And we're excited about it and we're glad that other people are excited about it and they are engaging with us yeah. in conversation. And that's how we got to this episode. And we'll do this um, from now on. I didn't know. Um, this would be something that we would do, but the response that we got was just ridiculous. And we talked about it and we was like, we have no choice but to do it. And um, we're going to do it our same way, but we definitely are going to kind of change up the methodology a little bit as to how we came up with this particular episode. So I'm excited about it. I want to put that out there. We appreciate you. Keep listening. Keep um, engaging in conversation with April if you want to hit me up do that i feel like y'all just like to listen to me and then talk to april <laughs> which i'm cool with that too um so, i am a talker yeah that's i mean i talk too i engage too it's true somebody left me a comment on my instagram and you know i hit him back that was nice of you i know and i actually did like more than like five words that is progress. Now, that was impressive right there you know look how far i didn't come you from two know. words to like 12 Mm-hmm. Hey. Yeah, I got to give you some credit because before we were doing any of this, neither one of us really liked social media. That you was much. on social media more than me. I was on social you media. You was on more. social media, but we didn't really like it that much. No, nah, it wasn't. We weren't posting with the purpose though. Yeah, it wasn't with purpose. And I think now that we have a purpose, we like it a lot more because we can engage with things that matter that we're talking about. She um, said we like it a lot more. <laughs> she likes it even more. Um, I do like it. I like to see you all engage with April because I just go to her to see what everybody's talking about. <laughs> yeah. Um, but no, I do have some supporters and people that follow me and I appreciate y'all. And she appreciates everybody. Um, like I said, we're in this together. So it's not about who you talk to. If you talk to her, you know, more than likely we'll talk about it. If you talk to me, I'm going to share it with her. Um, so that's all I had to say. I know I took up a couple of minutes to do this, but I definitely felt like it was worthy. And I wanted to do it. And I hope that everyone really, really, really takes it to heart when I say that we appreciate you. I appreciate you. She appreciates you. Yeah. So. And I really wanted to just echo that because um, the whole reason we do this, and I think we've said before, is to, we said if we just impact one person, mm -hmm. then we feel like we're fulfilling what we're being called to do. And so um, after the topic last week, when we talked about vulnerability in a whole bunch of different ways, vulnerability in relationships, vulnerability at work, vulnerability and how it affects generations, like generational differences and using vulnerability, um, we broached the topic of how to set boundaries around vulnerability, but we really wanted to take a little bit more of a deep dive into setting boundaries around sharing personal life at work. Um, and this was because of 
you guys and your amazing response and the questions that were posed to us. And so again, like Daryl said, I just wanted to share in that appreciation. Um, But I wanted to also let you know where it came from. And this did come from engaging with people um, on social media. And so um, last week I put out a question that was... um, is it appropriate to share your personal life at work? Because it's something that we kind of got into with the vulnerability um, stance. And so I wanted to see what people thought about what we were talking about in the podcast last week. I put this out on Facebook and Instagram in stories because I feel like we get a lot of engagement in stories. Yes. Um, And so on both stories, they were actually pretty close. And so I'm just going to do the average of both. And so 77% of you said, yes, you should share your personal life at work. And 23% said, no, you should never share your personal life at work. Um, And so that was kind of, I wasn't super surprised by that. And I was also not surprised after we talked about the generational differences in thinking about being vulnerable and sharing personal things. Um, I could tell based on comments that came into my um, DMs and who they were from, there were definitely generational differences in how people viewed this. A lot of um, people that I would consider um, a little maybe like Xers or even in the boomer generation that are my friends said, no, you should definitely never share personal things at work keep them separate. And then a lot of um, like some of the students that follow us, um, a little bit of the younger generation than us said, you should always share personal things at work. So it was really right in line with what we talked about yeah. last week, which I thought was so funny. Yeah. When I saw those results, I was just like, man, we know what we're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it was right in line and we looked through it. Yeah. Um, and I was like, Wow. I mean, it was just clear. Right. Um, and it wasn't like down the middle. It was like skewed. It was just like. Yeah. So. Yep. So that's kind of where we came up with this is then I had people sliding into my DMs asking me or and or stating their opinion about, you know, sharing personal lives at work and sharing some stories with us. And um, I got actually quite a few questions kind of surrounding the same thing. And so we decided to sum it up today as how do you how do you do this? How do you actually practically share your personal lives at work while then also setting boundaries around what you're sharing and how you're sharing it? Um, and so I think we really wanted to get into a story of ours. Um, because when we talked about this, there's a story that very glaringly (laughs) sticks out for us and it was before we started our business. So I think there's kind of a pre-business Daryl and April and a post-business Daryl and April in the ways that we share, um, things about our life. But at the time, um, we didn't have a business. Nope. We were in a brand, not a brand new relationship. We were probably a year in. Um, but we had a major life change coming yeah. to us. So do you want to share that story or do you want me to share that story? I can, I can start it off and okay, then you, you can jump in. I mean, we'll both probably share it together and, I, and you'll probably be like, oh, no, 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 that's not what happened. And then I'll be like, yes, it is. <laughs> um, so, no, like she said, we were in a relationship and it wasn't a new relationship. We were dating for a while. Um, and then we found out that we were pregnant. And um, at work, we hadn't fully disclosed to everybody in a public forum. I'll I'll use that terminology in a public forum Mm -hmm. that her and I were together and we were dating. See, I knew it was going to (laughs) happen. I knew it was going to happen. Well, let me just pause you right there. So if somebody is a first time listener or doesn't know our full story, first of all, you should go back and definitely listen to the first couple episodes of this podcast because we do talk about it. But to give a little bit of context to that, we do work together. Yes. Um, and at the time, we were working in the same like offices, like the same department. Um, and so, so sorry, continue. Yeah, that no. gave a little more context. Yeah, I appreciate that. Um, so, yeah. No, we were definitely working in the same department. Um, and we found out we were pregnant. And 
we kind of came to each other and decided how we were going to share, who we were going to share with and how much we were going to share. Um, some of the people already knew that we were um, that we were together and we hadn't, like I said, made it a public forum and shared it with everybody in the office or at the organization. Um, so we knew that some people were going to be kind of caught off guard by it. And then there are a bunch of other different dynamics um, as well. So we talked about it and April came up with this great uh, like email <laughs> and we sent it like we had a selected few people that we were going to send it to knowing that the people I'll say it. The people in the department that we worked in and the organization, they talk a lot. They run their mouths. <laughs> Nothing never stays a secret there. So we knew that if we just told like a couple of key people that the whole place would know probably within the week. Um, so, yeah, I said it. Um, I mean, we still love everybody. We yeah, we with. do. But I said it. Everybody tells everybody's business all the time and they just talk, talk, talk. So anyways, there were a couple of people that we actually went to before we sent out that email and we we felt like we wanted to sit down with them and talk to them, um, not because we owed it to them, but just because we were close to them. Um, so we went to a couple of people and <clears throat> kind of let them know what was going on and let them know that the news was about to be released. And then April sent the email out. And boy, I tell you, after that email <laughs> went out. The phone calls, the texts, the people coming down to our offices. I mean, it was just like wildfire. Um, and I feel like you got more of that than I did. Yeah, I, I believe so. And I don't know. I was also not. I was in a different building. I don't know if that made a difference. But yeah, um, I got a little bit, but not very much. So I'm wondering if people were like, didn't want to approach me about it. Mm hmm. I think so. Um, I think you being in a different building, obviously, also had an impact on it. But people came to me and they're just like, oh, my gosh. Like, is it you? And I'm like, who else? What other Daryl, you know, <laughs> in the department? You know, what's what do you mean? Is it me? Yes, it's me. <laughs> you know, and, and, you know, people had a lot of questions like, oh, my gosh, like. What happened? And then you can tell they wanted to ask some crazy questions. Uh-huh. You know, they were like, oh, my gosh, was this a, like, did, are y'all together still? Uh-huh. Or, you know, because like I said, we, we, just, we never really disclosed, we never disclosed it. We and we did that. And I want to be fair to the people you know, in that. I do. I want to be Go fair. Go ahead. Be fair to the people. In that if you, and again, if you are, if you haven't listened to like some of our backstory, go back and listen to episode one. But yeah. we, people knew we didn't even like each other when we she first met. She didn't met. like me. You if didn't you like me either. This, you didn't like me either. What? Don't even start. Go it's back true. and listen and get the full story. Go back and listen and get the full story. Anyway, she didn't so, like me though. Okay. You didn't like me either. Okay. So people... <laughs> <laughs> so I think people were probably pretty surprised. Yeah, I think they were. Especially if they didn't know. Like we had some good friends that we worked with that they knew. Yeah, they Either knew. we told them or they were like, mm, we knew. We kind of thought and then yeah. we confirmed it. But there weren't that many of those people. No. Um. So I think once it got out to a very large organization structure. For me, though, I rolled like that. I think that's why people came to me just because I roll like that. You really... I mean, you had your outside life a little bit. No, never mind. I take that back. I was about to say that because you know me. I was people always try to figure me out. Yeah. Um, and they always try to see what's going on and try to pry and get me to open up and stuff. Like that's something that people always tried to do to me. But for you, like you were always a friendly and kind of open person, though. I feel like. Yeah. So I don't true. know if that's why. I feel like but they. Then why they, would they, why avoid do they come me? to you first? Then. Yeah. I feel like the proximity has something to do with Maybe it. Maybe so. I still remember um, when we were in a staff meeting, and like just for fun, um, this was uh, this was before. It might I might have been pregnant actually and just didn't know it yet because that's a whole other story. Yeah, it's <laughs> like decisions. episode five. Yeah, I think. Like, it's one of those tough decisions. Um, yeah, like I 
didn't know for quite a while I was pregnant, but anyway, so I might've been pregnant, but I remember we were in a staff meeting together, you know, and there's, you know, 30 people in the staff meeting and they were like, just for fun saying, Hey, what did everybody do this summer? Um, for fun. And we went around we had gone on a cruise together. Yep. Um, to celebrate your birthday, but just, you know, for fun. And so we got, so you went first and you're like, well, I went on a cruise. And the, I was like, well, dang, what am I going to say? Yeah. <laughs> so we got to me and I was like, I backpacked through Europe. <laughs> yeah. And everybody was like, really? And I was like, oh, no, I'm just pretending to be one of the students. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was crazy. It was fun. <laughs> so it was kind of funny that like we had, you know, we had our own thing going on and stuff. So I don't know that we even would have really disclosed for a while because we were just, you know, yeah. happy ourselves and weren't really too worried about everybody else. I feel like because we set those boundaries, which is what we're talking about of what we were going to share and who we're going to share it with. I think it helped us in our relationship because I feel like if we would have just been out open about it and just, Oh, telling everybody all the business and everything. I don't know if it would have turned out the way that it it did because right. I feel like there would have been people who was always in our business or would have mm-hmm. had a lot to say or would have felt like they should should have known or something. I don't know. I feel like it would have yeah. been different. I do too. And so when we got to the point where I found out I was pregnant um, and it was, I was almost halfway along and not showing yet. And if you want to find out why, go listen to episode five. But we knew I would be showing soon. And I think that was the biggest thing. Because even when we talked, I remember our very first conversation about how do we share this with the people we work with. Right, right. And to two people who were actually very private about our personal lives at the time. Yep. How do we share this thing? And you were like, I just, I don't think we don't need to share it. And I'm like... (laughs) But I'm pregnant and I'm going to be showing and people think I'm single, basically. Like most of the people in the organization thought I was the single person. Right. Most of them, the people who didn't know. And so it would have been a little interesting, you know, not that there's anything wrong with that, but it probably would have gotten interesting when you started playing a major role in the baby's life. Right. So, yeah, (laughs) (laughs) yeah, I guess so. Mm-hmm. So anyway, so we kind of had those back and forth conversations, but I eventually won out because, well, you know, I was the one carrying the yeah, baby. Yeah, she said we, we need to tell some people and say something. I was right. just like, okay. Right. So we figured out how to do that. Um, I wouldn't say that's when we started, like the way that you guys see us now on social media and how much we open up about our family life took, that was a major adjustment for us. Oh, that was a long adjustment for us because we still had the back and forth when you're talking about boundaries about how much Mm -hmm. like when when Anna was born like I was like nah you don't need to be posting all this stuff and sharing all this stuff like I'm like tell our family and like send stuff directly to them and then our family kind of kicked that door wide open (laughs) they were excited for a new little girl I guess so (laughs) yeah So anyway, that was kind of, that was our first big. At work. At work. Situation. Situation. Thank you. I kept wanting to say issue. No, it's not issue. Right. Situation. Yeah. Situation to where we had some boundaries set. And we still, even when you told the people that um, you were pregnant, like they still had a lot of questions and they were trying to pry. Yes. And we're just like, nah, we're good. Like, we got everything mm-hmm. under control. Thank you so much, though. Well, I think this is, um, so I kind of want to talk about this in terms of one of the first things we want to talk about in terms yeah. of setting boundaries, and that is knowing what your limits are. And that starts with self-assessment. And I think the most important thing for us at that time, and I think for anybody, whether you whether it's like relationship-oriented or whether it's just self-oriented, The self-assessment is important Um, and it especially was for us because our personalities and our nature is so very different. Mm -hmm. Where you said like, I'm very friendly. I tend to be a very open book. Like if people were going to come at me with questions, I was going to be more likely to like answer them or like show them pictures or, you know, whatever. And you're much more, you were a lot more closed off at the time. I still am. 
But yeah. we're talking about boundary, boundaries, though. That's I true. set my boundaries. Yeah, you had set your boundaries. I very, know what my limits are. Very high walls at that point of your life. What? Mm-hmm. Crazy. They were high, but they were glass. Okay. You could see through them. So so says all the people who still try to figure you out on a daily basis. Stop trying to figure me out. Didn't I say that in another episode? I think you did. Stop trying to figure me out. If you want to know something, come ask me. And if I tell you, that means I'm cool with you enough to tell you. If I don't tell you, that means I ain't cool with you like that. So try harder to be cool with me. Then maybe you can find out more. I need to know what your intentions are before you come up to me trying to get me to tell you all of my business. That's like a whole other fire. Boom. Boom. Bring the heat. Baby. Yeah, that was it, though. But but think about it, though. If if somebody comes up to you and you don't really have that type of relationship with them. That's true. And they're prying and they want you to spill out your life to them. For what? That's true. What are they going to use that information for? Why do they want to know? If y'all don't have that type of relationship just to know, nah, probably to go talk about it with somebody else. That's true. And 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 that's that's how I am. So for everybody that's listening, if you've tried to come up to me and get information from me, I'm giving you the book right now. Since you try to read me, <laughs> you come up to me trying to get information and I don't freely give it to you. We not cool like that. That's if true. you want that information, then we need to establish a closer relationship to where we're cool like that. And then I'll give you what you're seeking. Right. And I think of this in terms of when we did find out that we were pregnant. I sound mad right now, don't you I? You do. You're like, I'm, your I'm fire not, is a little angry. It's not angry. So. I'm, I'm, I'm feeling good. I'm happy. You well, know what I mean? But but I'm just saying, though, and, and I guess a lot of people want to know or they don't understand why. That's just how I am. That's just my makeup. This one right here is the complete opposite. She can meet you in the elevator and y'all can walk out knowing everything about her that you need to know. Probably everything except her social security number. And blood type, because I don't think I know that. Yeah. She will just tell you whatever. So, friend, I'm just like, nah, I don't know you like that, cuz. <laughs> like, keep it moving. Yeah, I'm very friendly. But I'm not angry, y'all. I'm just answering a question that a lot of people probably have. So, but I do have people in my life that I share stuff with. Like, she know everything that. There is to know. Mm-hmm. I got Jamal knows everything there is to know. Mm-hmm. My homie T. Lou, he know. Mm-hmm. My homie Khalil, he know. Mm-hmm. So I got people in my life that I share stuff with. You just not one of those people and you just want to be. And that's OK. I understand because I'm me. And I think that's the most important point of self-assessment. Is yeah. You figure you out how you, Thank you are. Thank you for bringing that thing back around full circle. <laughs> figure out. How you are and how you can handle sharing your personal information. So if you honestly, this goes back, if you were really listening to last week and you were like, I really want to understand how I can do this, but I've been brought up in a culture that does not promote sharing personal things at yes. work. So this might be kind of awkward for me. I think this is a really good first step is understand your very nature because maybe by nature, you either a have to try a little bit harder or you just have to put your boundaries in a place that you feel comfortable with or b you might have to set boundaries like for me that i need to scale back sometimes maybe i overshare sometimes and so i think it's important to know and before we switch and move off of this i'm glad that you said that because and knowing what your limits are and self-assessing, mm-hmm. you get to set these. And I like what you just said about the nature of the person. And I just want to put this out there. And, and I'm not speaking on behalf of all black families when I say this. But I'm going to say this from a cultural standpoint. I know that for my family and, and some other very close friends of mine who are from black families, Like we're taught not to tell our business Mm -hmm. at home. It's like, no, you keep your business that happened at home at home. Mm. And that's something that, you know, kind of resonates with me and kind of sticks with me. And I know a lot of my other black friends, like the business and stuff that happens at home, like you keep that at home. Mm -hmm. And that's something that you're taught. You don't go and, and share that and spread that out unless it's with 
another family member or someone that's a part of the um, circle. Yeah. So I know for me and my culture and my background and other friends that I know that are from black families, that's just something we were taught not to do. Like, you know, your mom, your grandma, don't you be telling our business out there in the streets. Like, that's what we learned. So I think that I definitely want to share that since yeah. you said um, what you said. And, and I was thinking about understanding like culture and, and understanding like kind of where that comes from. So I definitely think that that has something to do with it. I don't know. What about your family? Real quick. I guess while we're talking about it, like how was that? Like, did y'all just how you got to be the way that you are? Did y'all just share everything or? Like, how was that growing up? No, not really. Culturally, no? Not, I mean, culturally, I don't think there was as much pressure. I I mean, I just want to be really honest and acknowledge that um, there's probably a lot of differences in societal norms for a um, white middle class family versus a, you know, black family, probably of any kind, and that you are... A little more free to like you don't have to think about the same things that you do if you are a race that has been oppressed historically um and so I think that that drove there were no drivers for us to say like you either do or you don't share yeah that makes um, sense and so if we're talking strictly about race, I think I think that's how I think about it but um in my family specifically I don't we weren't really encouraged to share, but we weren't discouraged to share. Right. There was no, there wasn't anything else at stake for us when you think about big picture um, society, you know, honestly. And so for me, it's really just personality. Yeah. It really is. We, you were, know. we were discouraged. Like, right. Mm, don't tell nobody our business. Mm-hmm. You know, that was kind of the thing. Keep it at home. Mm-hmm. So, I know. I mean, I know there are definitely things that like, you know, we didn't want everybody and their dog to know, but we grew up in a really small town. And so like 2000 people, small town. And so everybody and their dog knew everything anyway. Even the dogs knew? Even the dogs knew. Oh my goodness. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I was telling everything. Everything. I mean, you didn't have to tell it. It it was just there. (laughs) Um, But I do want to talk about, I really like this point that you had about when you think about setting boundaries around sharing personal life with colleagues or with um, clients or with, if you're like us and you work with students, this is a big connector for students. They want to feel connected to you and like you are humanized in some way. Yes. And so sharing personal life is really, really important in in the education field, I feel like. Um, and so as we talk about some of these, I think one of those things is to not feel pressured or bullied into sharing your personal life. I like that you said this a lot and you had two really great points. So I don't, you, do you want to talk about them or do you want me to? Well, I'll start it off and okay. then you can add in. So the okay. first one is not feeling pressured or bullied just because someone comes to you and tell you their whole life story. Don't feel like you're obligated to return that to them by telling them everything that they told you. Don't feel pressured and don't feel bullied by someone consistently or constantly asking you the same things over and over and over. Wanting you to share things that you don't feel comfortable with sharing or you're not ready to share or you just plain out don't want to share. Don't feel that pressure. Don't feel bullied into doing it. Mm -hmm. Um, The second one I think is. Like people will try to make you feel obligated to share things with them just because they saw something you shared or posted on social media and they want to know more about it. Just because they saw it on social media doesn't mean that you have to come and give them the whole synopsis. You have to give them the whole story. You have to break down everything. Right. And that comes with the pressured like you control those boundaries. You set those boundaries. So don't let anyone make you, make you feel pressure. Don't let anyone try to bully you into feeling like you have to share more than you want to or um, are comfortable with sharing. So that's what I meant by those. Um, what do you want to add on to it? Well, I just want to tell the story of one of our listeners um, that did uh, slide into my DMs to tell me that. 
Y'all hear how she keeps saying it? Slide into, into my DMs. This is like the cool thing to say. Uh, and I'm super cool. If you guys haven't noticed already. It's not the cool thing to say. I'm really cool. Context. You got Urban Dictionary. We'll go to it after we're done with this. And I, sh- I shouldn't educa- take things out I, of the Urban Dictionary. I'll educate you a little bit on what you, what you actually think you're saying versus what you're saying. Okay. So this one go time. Ahead. Tell them about the person who slid into your DMs. So this person slid into my DMs and they said, so anyway, they're an avid listener of ours and um, they told a story about how um, a staff person of theirs would, their job performance would go down if they did not share their personal life with them. Um, which I thought was very interesting. And I didn't really try to get a lot more details about like age or anything, which I kind of wish I would have now. But I just thought that was very, very interesting is that the actual performance would go down if they didn't know all about this person's life. And I'm thinking like, you still have to set boundaries. Like, if that's if those are your boundaries, if you don't want to share everything about your life, it should have nothing to do with job performance. Definitely, I agree with that. I think that leads perfectly into our next point, though. Yeah. Um, you got to let them know early in the game what yeah. those boundaries are and how those boundaries are set up. Um, and I think that that can definitely help with that situation because if someone feels like they are obligated or mm. should know more mm-hmm. you haven't clearly established and made it known early enough of what those boundaries are and i feel like a way that you can kind of help alleviate that is by making it known early and making it very clear mm. so with me even though people try to pressure me or push me to share they know where I stand and they know where too much is too much. Yeah. And they'll back off. Um, so I I think that that point is very clear, making it known early and making it um, very clear. Um, I also wanted to ask you, uh-huh. I don't know how this plays into social media, but this is a discussion that I see often in one of the groups of professionals that I'm in is do you, and so I, I'm i going to use us very specifically, I think it can translate, but when we talk about especially students or students that you might supervise or work with very closely, whether you teach them or whatever, do you friend them on social media? And if so, do you take steps to set up other boundaries? Um, and I have some interesting thoughts about that, but I'm curious what your thoughts are. I feel like... Um, I feel like you can because a lot of what you do personally and a lot of work overlaps a lot on social media. Um, for instance, for me, I'm heavily personal with the content, what I put out on social media and not that much work stuff. And people have their opinions about that. And I've received feedback about that. Um, but yeah, I know I think it's stupid too, but it's my social media, so mm-hmm. I feel like I get to choose what I put on there. Mm-hmm. But you have to be mindful, though, if you invite them on there and you're held accountable for it anyways. That's why this is why I feel like you can invite them on there because you're held accountable for it anyways. If you post something on social media mm-hmm. and somebody at your place of employment sees it, I don't know if they have the right or if it's in any HR policies and procedures but if you put something out there like you can be held accountable for it that's how i feel regardless um so hold your thought don't don't lose that so what i'm saying is if you're going to be held accountable for something you can post on there by somebody at work why not accept the invite from a student as long as you remain within what your boundaries are and make it clear and make it known early I feel like it's okay, but that's just me because if you can post something and somebody from the organization who may or may not even follow you or be your friend on there can initiate some type of action or response to something that you put on there, why not accept a friend request from a student? Good. So I agree with that. 
Um, and I did want to put the caveat of every company is different. Mm-hmm. Um, every human resources is usually ran differently. And so one of the things that we did, especially as we um, got more and more into our business and understood that we were going to be sharing more and more is we went directly to our HR yep. to find out what can we share on our social media yep. and what's appropriate, what's not by definitions, tell us exactly what we can and can't do. And that's what they did. And they, I mean, they broke it down. They to laid us. it out, told us what we could and couldn't do, what we was expected of yep. us, um, what we could or could not get in trouble for. And we listened to them because it's the, hu- it's human resources. Exactly. Right? So I encourage you, like if, especially when we're talking about social media, whatever organization you work in, definitely go to HR. If you're like, I want to start sharing more. And if it has to do with a business or, you know, whatever, I think that you want to go talk to them first. Yeah. But I think that also carries over to the question that you asked about the students, or if you have certain groups of people that you maybe want to, or don't want to share with the comfortability in how you share and what you share, I think is, is very important. I think to answer the question that you asked for me, and then Mm -hmm. I'll let you give how you feel about it. But I feel like it's okay for all of those reasons that I gave before. Right. So mine's a little multi-layered, right? Okay. Because I think about things in terms of what are you typically sharing? Um, I'm a full believer in First Amendment, freedom of speech. I think it's your social media. You should be allowed to share what you want to. But I also think that you also, like whatever organization you work for, you're typically acting as an agent of them. Um, and so I encourage people to just think through that. We tend to share what we want to share about our business, about our personal lives on social media, but also understanding like we're not sharing things that are overtly, um, would violate title nine by a definition. Um, and that's to say like overtly like sexual or like something that is illegal. Um, I think when you start getting into some of those things, you're starting to cross that line a little bit. And so you just have to be really careful with topic is my first suggestion and understanding what audience you're talking to and who is mostly consuming what you're putting out into social media. I think our our values also align with that, though. We wouldn't yeah. do that anyway. Right now. Um, so I just want to make sure I threw that out there. Oh, yeah, definitely not. I just, you know, from a broad overall perspective, yeah. I want people to understand, like, if there is anything, also depending on where you work, you know, and in there are certain rules set up, especially around Title IX, especially if you are, you know, within a government agency. Um, and so I just think it's really smart to go to HR before you really start sharing just to see like how you may need to protect yourself. Um, but then the other thing that I would say in regards to my own question about friending students is a, I've never had a problem with it. And that before was because I was not sharing very much. And then what I've noticed since we've started sharing, I don't know if you've noticed the same thing, but since we've started being more vulnerable and sharing more of our personal lives, the need for students or for um, people who may look up to us to actually like come up to us and to be um, evasive into our personal lives from like an outside, like, can I, like, I need to talk to you about this or I need to know this about you has actually gone down. We don't see that as much because they're getting it on social media. They understand who we are. They under, they know what we're doing on the weekends. Like they just kind of get that already. So we don't have as much interaction because they already feel like they know us. Um, we get more, I think we get, because we're very intentional with what we put out, um, even if it is very private information or very family oriented, we're intentional about it. And so I think that's what drives some of the more intentional questions, which we're much happier answering because it doesn't feel like it's prying anymore. People already feel like they know us. So in a strange way, sharing our lives has actually made the prying go down. Yep, definitely. <laughs> because... because 
we control the narrative. We control the narrative. And I think that's what it's all about when you're talking about setting boundaries. Like if you go through our first couple of tips, like knowing what your limits are, self-assessing, not feeling pressured or bullied, and then letting the people know earlier, like that's you telling your story and controlling the narrative of your story by knowing your limits, by not feeling pressure and by letting people know early enough and upfront and clear, like you're controlling your narrative. And that's the whole point of setting boundaries when you're talking about exchanging information. Mm-hmm. So if you're not comfortable with it, you control the narrative because you know your limits, you don't feel pressured and you have let them know early enough. And I think that's something that this one right here is really good at in the storytelling aspect of controlling a narrative. But when you're talking about setting boundaries, that's pretty much what it is in a nutshell um, of you controlling a narrative of what you want to share and kind of eliminating some of those, like you said, prying moments that we don't really get anymore Mm -hmm. because the people that follow us know our message know what we're about, get the information and we're controlling the narrative and they know what we want them to know. And we're being clear about it. And we've already identified and set our limits and we don't ever feel pressured to share, share anything we don't want to. Mm-hmm. So they're like a part of what we're doing. They're getting what we want them to get and they don't pry because they're like, all right, this is it. We got it. We know. Mm-hmm. So um, I think that's, that was a, great point that you made and i like that you wrapped it up with controlling the narrative that's yes. a brilliant phrase because that's exactly exactly what we're doing and the other thing it does is it humanizes us yes i think about i think that the need or the want to understand more about especially people you know like you're in leadership right mm-hmm. um and i think i am most you, days you're in an administrative role you know <laughs> I am. i'm just being silly. i'm in a i'm in a leadership office and i yeah. think that people are very curious about who people are as leaders and i think it comes from what you said is they want to know that you live out your value system yep that matters it matters to people and it should matter to people i'm not saying that people need to be all up in your lives or you need to share every little detail but i'm saying that it's just we've seen a lot of pullback like people don't pry they know exactly who we are they know exactly what we're about um, because we do what we need to do around the boundaries that we've set so yeah I'm glad that you said that because that's and yes. you said people living out their values like in today's time like people follow people not positions yeah if you're living out your values that's what they're gonna take and that's what they're gonna follow you your values as a person, not positions. So you can be in a leadership position. I did air quotes for everyone that's listening. And people are still going to struggle and have a hard time following you if they can't follow you as a person. Agree. Totally agree. So this last tip, I definitely want to get to it. And it's not going to be, I know you're going to try to skip over it because I felt the pressure. I was was going to, but I don't care. We're a little over, but I think this is really good. good And the people wanted to know, so we're going to give the people Mm -hmm. what they want to know from our perspective. Give them what you need to, baby. Okay, so I think the last thing, and we're going to close the door on this conversation for right now, unless y'all bring it back up on social media and we'll do a part three. What you want to do is create a set of talking points. I call it the wax on, the wax off. Mr. Miyagi, them haters out there. They got to like block them. uh. I have a set of talking points for anything that anybody could ask me that I do not want to share or give insight on. My kids are one that I'm kind of like, uh kind of iffy about still like surface stuff yeah sir so so like they did this cute thing yeah so for instance somebody asked me something personal about my kids i'm like oh you know they're just kids they do those type of things you know they're growing up they're big they're cute and they're just like oh and i'm like cool what did you get from that they're kids they're cute they're growing up you know and that's an example so i have a set of talking points around everything if it's about me and her 
and I don't want to share it and I'm not comfortable with sharing it. I'm like, oh, no, we're doing good. The business is thriving. You know, we're loving each other. We're taking care of the kids. Looking forward to the next vacation. Which are all true things all the time. All the time. All true things. But those talking points and having those set kind of helps you navigate those conversations. So think about things that people have asked you about that you don't feel comfortable talking about or things that people may ask you about because you're involved in it and they have a glimpse of it, but you're not comfortable with or you just don't straight out want to share those things. Create some surface level talking points and the smoother that it comes out and the more um, realistic that it sounds and authentic that it sounds, the easier to be for them to receive it and not continue to ask questions and pry. So have those set talking points um, and that will definitely help you get through and navigate those times where people are nagging you trying to get information and you don't want to be cold and shut them out. You know, you want to keep that human um, connection, that that humanity and, and being nice to people. Hit them with that set talking point. Send them out with the bang with no information. <laughs> We can end it right there. Send them out with a bang with no, no information. information. That that takes some skill. It does. Yeah. But if you get those set talking points and you do it a couple of times, it becomes second nature. Yep. Trust me, I know. I'm a pro at it. Yes. <laughs> Hopefully, you don't get set talk points hit by me. If you do, you need to get cool with it. Get cool with me so you can get to down and dirty. <laughs> and if you have, don't feel bad. You ain't the only person. <laughs> If you're listening and you're like, oh, my gosh, like, D didn't hit me with those before. I ain't on the end with him. That's okay. Don't feel bad. You're not There's the not only person. There's not many people that are. <laughs> Don't feel bad. But I love all y'all. Yeah. Keep listening. We appreciate the support. That's it for tonight, unless you got anything else that you want to add. No, I think we we definitely went over our time allotted. It was good. I feel like it was, it was worth so it. it was so fire. Yeah. Yes. And in the beginning, I kind of. Did some extra minute stuff too. Like I took away some minutes. You know what? It's okay because we do love our listeners. Yeah. So thank you, and I hope that we gave you. Some Hopefully, we helped. Yeah. Take these tips. If you want more insight on it, hit us up or hit April up. That's what y'all do, anyways. <laughs> and we'll be able to kind of elaborate more. And if we need yes. to do another part to this, we'll definitely come back and break it down from our perspective and our experiences. Um, because different insight is always good. So we love to hear what you have to say. Yeah. And what you feel about it. So. As always, it's never too late to make success your lifestyle. That's right. We out. Bye. Peace. Hey, everybody. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, don't forget to subscribe on any podcast platform and make sure that you rate us. Also, we do have a YouTube channel if you prefer to watch our antics. And we also provide closed captioning. And if you want to know more about us, go check us out on our website at successinblackandwhite.com. Or you can reach out to us directly on social media. My social media handle is I am Daryl Lovett on all platforms. And mine is April Dawn Lovett on all platforms.